Behind the Shade. I am Dr. Amy Novotny. I have a lot going on in my life. I do a lot of different things, but most importantly, I help people get out of pain, stress, anxiety, out of different sleep issues, off of medications, out of different orthopedic surgeries. And I came to that by doing a doctorate in physical therapy, but then shifting my whole entire practice. It doesn't even look like physical therapy anymore. And what I do is now I shift it into looking at the nervous system, how to calm down that nervous system, get us out of that fight or flight mode, to free up the body, to allow it to move, to allow it to not harbor and hold on to trauma, mental, emotional trauma, and truly to get people out of a wide variety of pains. And I have a big background, a different variety background that has allowed me to develop this technique. I'm a marathon runner, ultra marathons up to 100 miles. I study through photography, so I'm used to photographing animals and wildlife and nature. So that has given me the skills to watch people and to really study them to see where they're holding their stresses, see where they're holding their pains, where is the trauma in their body. And so I can use that to help people and free them up through virtual means, use virtual sessions to help people all over the world. That's a little bit about me. What is stress and how can we control it? Sure. So stress can mean a lot of different things to people, but I'm gonna kind of start with a little bit more of a scientific approach. So when we think about something, whether it's, you know, relationships, job, finances, whenever we have a little bit of a worry, there's this fear that's laden in our thought process that causes something called stress. So in a physiological point, there's tension that develops in our body and there's something called cortisol. It's a hormone that increases. And that is a result from any type of worry or a negative emotion that's not happiness, joy, contentment. If you're thinking about something or you're doing something with your body that causes you to ramp up and to feel that fight or flight response where your body tenses up, that's a type of stress. So that's important. We need that in our life. There are times where if you hear a gunshot go off, you want to be ready to go. If there's a fire in your house, you want to be ready to go. There are times where that's really important. At the end of the race, you're trying to sprint. You want to go into fight or flight mode for short periods of time. That's a type at the end of the race. That's a type of physical stress. If you want to lift a hundred pounds and you're used to lifting five pounds, that's going to be a type of physical stress. If you are busy in a job, you know, your boss is on your case, you need to meet these deadlines. That's going to be more of an intellectual stress or a financial stress, depending on how, you know, that all comes to play. So all of those stressors, they lead to a change in your body. They lead to muscles contracting to put you in a guarded or a protective mode. A lot of time you're not even aware this is happening. And it's your body's physical response to something that's perceived as a mental, emotional, spiritual, physical stress, relationship stress, all of those things. So when we're looking at what is stress and why is it important, we also need to look at what is the reason behind this worry or this fear that we're feeling. Any type of stressors, any type of worry or fear leads to that physical change, which then alters our body. 
that's where it becomes very important is what is it doing to our body? Because if that stressor imprints in our body and we're not aware of that happening, it can stay there and your body has changed. And then you get another stressor and another stressor and another one. Now your body has changed several more times, especially if you're not aware of those muscles contracting and releasing them back into your resting state. So over time, this is how people get into chronic pain. They get stressor after stressor after stressor. The muscles are tightening up without their conscious awareness. And then all of a sudden they wake up the next morning, they have pain. It's because the muscles have contracted just enough on that body and it's shifted the bones or the joints or the tissues just enough that they start to pinch together and you wake up and the tissues pinch and you can't get rid of it. And you don't even know where it came from. Nothing happened. You didn't get injured. You didn't do anything, but the tissues have pinched together just enough because of that stress response that changed the way your muscles work. And the problem is if you've forgotten how to de-stress yourself and your physical body, now you're stuck in this pattern and it becomes chronic until someone helps you. There's sometimes there's different modalities that can help, you know, chiropractor, physical therapist, massage, acupuncture, sometimes people use medications. But what happened is there was an internal change in your body over time that you didn't recognize. And now if you truly want to get rid of it and not have to worry about that problem being chronic, you have to change your internal wiring. And that's what I help people with. Sometimes we don't know how bad or how much of an yeah. impact the stress is having until, as you mentioned, how do you prepare someone to one, um, decrease the impact and to two, the road to recovery? So yes. So a lot of it has to come to becoming more aware of your body, okay? So simple things like, I'll hear, my hamstrings are tight. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel tense. I can't shut my brain down at night. I feel tingling all over my body. I feel on edge. I react quickly to situations. Uh, you know, something happens and I explode. I overreact. I don't have patience. So all of those are variety of ways that our body is telling us, guess what? You have reached a threshold. You can't handle your stress. We need to shift. So first off is make a list. What are all the ways that you think that might be going on in your body? And pain is included in that anxiety, panic attacks, chronic fatigue, brain fog. All of those are different ways as long you know, and those also can mean other things, but these are very common ways that our body responds to a stressor and to overstressed situation. So that's just kind of, let's bring awareness to the situation. Now we have to work on shifting our body out of that stress mode. Most of us don't realize how we position our body in our rib cage can actually put us into a stress mode or relieve us and put us into a relaxation mode. And I'm gonna go against a lot of advice out there and people are gonna be a little bit shocked when I say this, but every time you stick your chest out, pull your shoulders back and suck up your gut, you're potty putting your body in a stress mode. If you do the opposite, let your belly button hang out so your ribs can drop down, your chest drops in, 
Let your low back and shoulders relax. You're now shifting into a relaxation mode called parasympathetic relaxation. So how you position your body determines a lot about how you imprint and hold on to stress, which is very important for people who are athletes, for mothers, for entrepreneurs, is we were all taught shoulders out or shoulders back, chest out, suck up that gut. Let's stand up tall, let's stand up confident, no self-doubt. I'm telling you right there, that's going to shift your nervous system into fight or flight mode, tighten up your body. It's going to increase stress and how you hold it in your body. So that's one thing we start with is how to shift your body out of the stress mode. So that way, anything coming at you during your day is not going to go into your body because if your body is holding yourself in that perfect posture, that military Superman posture, you're now expending energy just to exist in your body. And that's taking away energy from your brain to perform a task. It's taking energy from your ability to have patience with your loved ones or your friends or your boss. It takes away energy from your ability to focus and to attend to your tasks because you have to hold your body in this perfect posture that we were taught when we were little kids. And that is going to take away your ability to stay in a relaxed mode. So first things first is changing the way you hold yourself. The way you hold your rib cage also impacts the way you breathe. So if I keep my chest out, shoulders back, suck up my gut, I've now shifted into fight or flight breathing. It's gonna be more shallow. It's not gonna be using the diaphragm. So it's not going to stimulate that vagus nerve that calms us down. And it's also gonna to stimulate to my brain front, brain stem to breathe more shallow and to breathe in a fight or flight mode. Now, if I do the opposite and let my belly button relax, my ribs drop down, I'm gonna to start to learn how to access my diaphragm better. And if I can keep my ribs down and not lift up every breath, if I can keep them down and breathe in my nose to my lungs, using the diaphragm, it's gonna calm me down more. And so I'll be able to function at a different level. So I can then use that skill to start to implement in my daily life. So if we start in just a general seated position and we practice this breathing and body position training, I can learn how to relax my whole entire body. And I put people to sleep like this virtually and in person where they calm down so much, they just nod off, start snoring. It's all good, I don't mind. It's all good. When I hear snoring, then we know life is good because people are so ramped up and they keep their body in such a stress mode that they're putting themselves at that threshold that anything else that comes in really tips them over. But if we can now shift the body and they can feel the body calm down and let go, they can start to handle all the other stressors in their life. And then we progress them. We find all the areas in their body where they're holding on to that trauma, holding on to the abuse, holding on to the stressor and we start to free it up. And so they can move differently. They walk differently. They walk with a type of confidence that's in a relaxed manner. It's not on the tips of their toes, on the balls of their feet, on edge, ready to pummel someone. It's, hey, let's sit back on the heels. Belly's out, ribs are down, but you know what? I'm calm. I can handle what comes at me. 
I can speak in front of, you know, all my coworkers and it's not me running out of breath. It's not me forgetting my words. I can shift, I can control, basically, I can control my nervous system to allow myself to be in that relaxed situation so that I can perform at a higher level. And that's the beauty of it. That's how you change someone from this ball of just stress and energy that's not being purposeful into one where you can stay calm but perform at a high level, think, act, behave, interact, all with confidence, but not overconfidence. You're kind of arching your back, your chest mm -hmm. out, your shoulders are back. It reminds me of a peacock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this something that maybe you experience where you experience these different, these different stresses? Some of them were by choice. Some of them you maybe put on yourself. Some were outside mm -hmm. factors. And now you're helping people identify certain types of stress that they didn't really consider to be stress? Absolutely. And I actually want to bring something up just kind of to tweak your mind a little bit before I fully answer that question. When you mentioned just now that it's one thing to sit up straight when you're sitting, I want you to think of what the purpose of sitting actually is. Sitting is truly a position of rest. We sit down to give our bodies a break. So we want to continue with that thought. So when you're sitting, I encourage people to sit all the way back in their chairs allow their low back to sit next to the chair, let it relax into the chair back, let the belly come out. And that will allow you to have a fuller relaxation position to allow your energy to be conserved for what you need it for. And that's actually important because I used to sit on the edge of my chair. I used to sit on an exercise ball. I'm like raring and ready to go. And I was expending energy that way and I didn't realize it. Now, when I'm writing, when I'm working on projects, I sit curled up, my tailbone's tucked under me, and I sit there with my knees higher than my hips, and I'm, I'm creating. Because now my energy is about what can my brain do and put on paper or on the computer. So I just want you to play with that for anyone's listening. Try this out. You may be surprised by how much your focus actually improves when you incorporate this when you're sitting. It's much easier to work on this sitting than to do it standing when you're first learning. It's really hard to practice standing when, you know, and relaxing your belly and low back and all that. So I always work with people in baby steps first. So, and to answer your other question, kind of how did all this get started? I grew up in a very rough background and growing up with a mother with mental health issues, live, sleeping on the floor, working, you know, trying to handle someone who had bipolar and I didn't know if one day was a good day or a bad day. It led to a lot of stresses. I remember having stress for as long as I can remember, always just dealing with a mother who, you know, she was doing the best. I don't blame her. I knew the best. She did the best that she could, but I just never knew what to expect. I always did the best that I could. I strived for excellence and I put tons of stress on myself because I was always trying not to get in trouble because anything less than perfect was trouble. And over time, that was hard. And I held things in my body. I, when I began running long distances, I ran to help me calm my stresses. I didn't realize how much was stuck in me 
and the way I positioned myself running chest out, shoulders back, you know, kind of that sprinting position, I got the typical runner's pain, you know, some of piriformis symptoms or, you know, pain going down the leg, tight hamstrings, occasionally some IT band, all of those things. Because my body was out of position and I was still in that stress position from growing up in a very broken household and, you know, working in my teens to pay for the mortgage, to pay for food, dealing with all those things that I would have loved to have had a childhood. I would love to have had teen years that I didn't have possible. So I had to start figuring out how do I, how do I get myself out of these situations? And as I started shifting, I realized once my body got out of pain, I felt better. Once I freed my body up and I could run 50 miles pain-free, I realized I felt so much better about myself and I gained this power and this strength that wasn't dependent on what someone else thought of me. You don't have to do 50 miles to get to that point, but I'm just making a point because <laughs> that's what works for me. And now I'm happy running three miles because I can still achieve that freedom with three miles. And I realized, okay, how do I shift this? How do I get better at communication? How do I get better at teaching so that I can teach other people that they're truly locked up, but they don't know it, that they don't know that they're holding it in their armpits, that they're holding it at the base of their breastbone, right above their tummy. We don't know that those are areas that we hold stress and tension. And until you start to shift your body, a lot of times we're so adapted to our current state, we don't even know what's possible. So I encourage people to try little things. Sit back in your chair, let your belly out. Blow out and let your belly out. Instead of when you blow out, sucking your air in, let that belly out. You'll feel your ribs drop open, you'll feel this the belly button open up that whole area and all of a sudden you feel this release at first it's vulnerable you feel very 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 vulnerable as you do this because you're used to sucking it in and closing yourself off in the midsection but once you open it up you realize i can be with myself i can be vulnerable to myself i can open up my belly my ribs drop down and i'm gonna be okay and you start to shift. And those that's how I would recommend people to get started. If, you know, they can reach out to me, I tons of resources on this, but really that's how you want to get started. And I think that's something that everyone should consider because as you mentioned, um, you had the childhood that was difficult and our childhood is so defining when it comes to the way we so impactful and we don't necessarily know how to deal with the stress at that point because you know we're young so there can be a lot of reasons why people don't want to lessen it or can't take that first step we get into habits we get into routines we often don't like to break those routines we don't like to change anything up that might make it seem like we're less successful. For instance, I work with clients all day. I specifically set aside 15 minutes after every call. I know many healthcare practitioners, psychologists who do one call right after another. I can't do any less than that because 
you know, I have to bring in this amount of money, this amount of income, I have to see this. And I challenge them, all you entrepreneurs out there, set aside five or 10 minutes after every single one of your meetings, allow yourself to decompress, get up, practice seated, seated breathing, get up, walk around your office, take that time. And the problem is we equate time with money. So if we're thinking I'm not doing some type of work function or business function or some type of a task at home, if you're a mother, we equate that unfortunately in our society with being lazy. We equate that with being a slob, with not being productive. Whereas if we can shift our mindset into thinking these five minutes, I'm going to regenerate energy, regenerate myself so I can perform better for the next 60 minutes. If we can change our mindset to that, we can start to see people de-stressing themselves, changing the way they perform. And they actually might be surprised by how much better they can perform in the long term and ward off some of the health conditions that come from high levels of stress day after day on a consistent basis. So it really comes down to how much can we shift our mind to realizing those pauses and those breaks in the day are valuable for our health in the long term and the short term. That I know money is important. Money is a form of energy. And if we turn money and time and equate them into a stressful situation, we're not giving money the appreciation of positive energy. And we want that to happen so that we're not associating money with bad. We want to associate what comes in with positivity. So if we can work on shifting and putting ourselves first, it changes our mindset. It changes our personality, our attitude. And we can start to shift the way we operate. And you can feel how your body can perform differently. You can feel more joy, contentment. Your interactions are different. Your energy has shifted so that when you work with someone, it's it's a different interaction. It's no longer that negative energy that comes into the room. It's positive. Was that something that came easy to you or was it difficult for you? That was very difficult. I was high achieving I mean, in every, every shape or form of the word. I had to. The only way I was going to go to college, the only way I could get a career, I had to achieve high. No money was coming my way unless I earned it. So it got to a point where when my mom passed away, everything shifted. I, I went into kind of a spiral where I had the severe fatigue. I had hit my threshold and went downhill. And as I rebuilt and as I started looking at what were the stressors in my life, how can I shift out of it so I never end in that horrible state again? I started developing this. I started working on my body position, my breathing, on creating space in my day to take care of myself so that I can perform better for those I'm interacting with. And it, it, it took a lot of health issues, a lot of things that were going on about six years ago to really shift me out of it. And part of my mission is I don't want people to get to that bad of a state. I want them to take notice now because I was lucky I came out of it, but there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people that go down that downward spiral and just keep going down. 
but luckily I started pulling myself out. I started interacting with different people. I started studying the nervous system more. Okay, what can I do? How do I help people? But also let me use myself as a guinea pig. That's where a lot of great knowledge comes from is when we use ourselves as a guinea pig and see, test, try something out. Okay, that worked, great. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, I'm gonna shift into something else. But if we can do that and then we start helping people when they ask for it or share a story that might help them, then we start providing value and that's how I shifted out of it. I see some people in it, they look like they have all of the world's problems on their shoulders. Yeah. Right? And that must be a difficult way to live their life. It really is. And a lot of it is because their neurochemistry has changed in their brain. So one of the things that is important to consider is how, what you think in your thoughts determines the chemicals in your brain. So if you're thinking a negative thought and you perseverate on it and you can't let it go, that's gonna change your neurochemistry so that you're going to be in a more down mode, down mood, down energy level. And so there is always a time and place to be sad. There is always a time and place to be angry and take your time, determine, do you allow yourself to be angry or sad for a, for an hour, two hours, half a day, a day. Allow yourself that time, but then start to shift out of it. Start to allow yourself to think, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I do differently? What action can I take? So at least my mind is not thinking about that negative thing, that death, whatever happened. What can I do to start taking action? Even if my mind is not ready to let go, what can I physically do that might distract me for a little bit? Because as soon as I get distracted and think about something else, now my brain chemistry is going to change a little bit. The electrical magnetic field that comes out of my body is going to change a little bit. And if we can use that and build on it, it allows us to start shifting out of that that state where the world is on our shoulders. But it does take our own internal efforts because that neurochemistry in our brain is going to reflect our thoughts and our beliefs. So as much as we try to do something to kick us out of it, like I chose running to help me when I had some bad things going on in my life, that helped me to a point, but I was still in my runs thinking negative and negative thoughts. So I fully can't, couldn't free myself up. And my brain chemistry didn't change until I realized I was still doing things that contributed to me feeling down. And I know this happens to a lot of people. We all have negative self-thought, you know, self-talk, self-doubt, we all have that. So if we just put a kibosh on it and say, okay, what are the next five things I need to do to get done today? I am not gonna think about that anymore or I'm gonna put on music, or I'm gonna listen to a personal development podcast, or I'm gonna have a conversation with a friend in a positive manner. Let's talk about someone else. Those are different things that we can do just so our brain chemistry changes. And that's so critical. Do a shift of the mind and the body would fall. Can it be that straightforward? It can be, and it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a roller coaster.
but taking that step and realizing you have that power will bolster you to keep practicing. And so when I work with people, I'll say, okay, we're just gonna do a little bit at a time. You're gonna fall down. You really are gonna fall down. It's gonna feel like it's not gonna work, but then you grasp at something, you find something where you can shift and it pulls you back up. And you practice when things aren't so bad. So that way when something bad, truly bad or even more bad happens, you can use those skills to shift your body, to shift your brain chemistry. It really can help. And I say to people, we want the punching bags. We want to be that punching bag where we're, life is punching at us. We need the practice. We need to build the muscle of allowing ourselves to shift into action so our brain chemistry doesn't go down that hill. And it can be that quick. It can be that fast. It's not going to happen that way every time, but it can. And that's what I want people to grasp is we can shift our bodies, shift our mood, shift our attitude, shift our personality, shift our brain chemistry, because it's possible.